that in uh, the long sigh the long sound <laughs> the test long sigh. Good sigh little do they know we never stop creating content over here no never content. Bits, 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 bits. Bits and bits. shooting out of your joke six shooter i got yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. i understood that metaphor though mm-hmm. no one saw it but me <laughs> so people can imagine welcome to this audio medium <laughs> a podcast yeah. it's called i'll show you mine if you show me yours uh-huh. i'm one of your hosts adam ganzer i'm the other one Maggie my fish that's right we're already right. up to a pretty good time ah, pretty good time how's the latte how did, how did it come out this uh, time delicious mm. uh adam makes the most wonderful lattes if you're not caught up get caught up i've realized you know what mm. I, maybe i'm getting to be old i kind of like doing stuff for people Ooh. Is that weird? No, like, I, like I kind of like doing stuff, stuff for people. Uh-huh. I didn't used to. I, I, yes. I, I didn't used to like helping, but now I'm kind of like, oh, I like helping people with things uh-huh. once in a while, but things that I like to do. <gasps> right. Not like moving. Right. You know? And yeah. people that you like. I feel like when you're younger, it's a lot of people that you uh, could care less about asking you to do things that you don't want to do. Do you know how many times when I owned a pickup truck, I had to help people move? I, oh my God. Thousands. Well, yes. I don't know. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> probably not. It's probably like 10, but it was a lot. It's probably like, do you, do you know me or do you, are, are we just friends or with my truck? Or are you a truck? Yes. yes. Are you yes. a truck boy? Yes. I had a friend who literally the day I got my truck was like, hey, now that you have this <gasps> truck and like I scratched it up like the first week I had oh, it. Oh no. Yeah. Well, I, wow. was in, I was in love with this person, so I had oh, to do it. sure, 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 sure. It was Shannon. You know the one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Real troublemaker. Yeah, yeah. Real troublemaker. Uh-huh. Used me for my truck. Yeah. Hope you're listening, Shannon. Used me for my truck. You know you did it. Listen. That's Ladies right. and MBs, we're guilty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't think men don't use me for my truck. Yeah, that, 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 like, let's not let's not make this gender based at all. Everyone's if out to get truck, you. Everybody's yeah. out. Everyone out there pretends to be your friend. Yes, yes. If, like if you're out here on the internet and you're like, mm-hmm. "How do I make friends?" Buy a truck. Yeah, you will make friends instantly. I promise you. Wow. Right. Well, real friends. Well, not real friends though. You'll just get attention. I don't know how to help you with real friends. <laughs> I don't know how to help you. That. Everything's an illusion. I don't know what to tell you. If the movies we watched this week told me nothing oh, else. Oh, God. Yeah. Yep. Mags, let's mm. catch up before we dive into what is certainly the darkest p- pair of movies we've ever watched. Oh, yeah. For this show. Sure. No doubt. No doubt. What you been up to? What's been going on in Magsville? Oh, man. Or as I call it, Maggertown. <laughs> uh, this is new to try me. That one out <laughs> try that one out. Okay. Keep that one in rotation. <laughs> yep. Uh, Maggertown. <laughs> no. <laughs> no great. Uh, as mayor of Maggertown. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I like stupid versions of your name. It's Me like too. my favorite thing. Okay. Like Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, What's been going on over there? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I feel we. I feel like we've seen each other a lot recently. Is this true or well, is this we, an illusion? No. Well, so. Maggie and I had had a, a wedding in yeah, uh, in San Francisco, yeah. and so we, we first of all we probably spent about a good three four hours together at the wedding, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then we did a six hour drive home. We did, which is you know just a lot of friend time at yeah. this age. Yeah, so it's not it hasn't been that long. Right. It's been like a month or so. But it's been really fun though. I yeah. think it's been a fun absolutely month. absolutely yeah. chock full. Yeah, we did uh, two weddings in two days on you different sides. I did. Yeah, yes. tell them about yes. that because that was wild. <laughs> It was wild. I loved it, though. I'm an adrenaline junkie. So, you know, watching uh, two wonderful couples, uh, you know, uh, declare their love, their love into very like 
wonderfully different, but, you know, very many similarities. Uh, what you're not including is that also happened in two different states. Yeah. One night and then the next night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to travel overnight. Yeah, from Chicago overnight. to Oakland. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was, uh, I couldn't believe yep. it. Yep. There was one moment, I would say the only time that the trip was tenuous was about at 4 a.m. Uh, in Midway. Um, yeah. in Chicago, uh, none of the food places were open. And well, you had another moment too. Oh, did I? Which was, yeah, well, you guys got to oh, sure. the hotel oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, texted yeah. me and were like, well, we're here and they won't let us have a room for like three hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We, were stuck. we were stuck. So, so eventually, because I was in this wedding, it was mm-hmm. Swam's wedding. Yeah. I just let him stay in my, uh, my hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. It was great. It was so sweet. Was great. Maggie played a little bit of Zelda and then, then was afraid she was going to ruin it. Yeah, so she I stopped did. playing it. I stopped playing it. And then uh, Will just crashed in the yeah, bed. Yeah, Will. Yeah, just out. 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 So, yeah, uh-huh. we, we became roomies that day. We did. That was fun. Yeah, we're going to be roomies again pretty soon. Yeah. I don't know why. We're taking like, another trip. Yeah, we're taking another trip. Yeah, it's very that's, a, that's a big bear. Trip truck full month. Yeah. yeah. I don't, this is more trips than I take in a six month period condensed into about 30 days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I probably yeah. only take like one trip every quarter. That or, checks out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For, I'm 40. I haven't earned trips anymore. Right. It's like, you know, like, like you got to plan your life around a trip at my that's age. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's been fun. It's been fun. How are the cats? What's up with cats and cats your snake? Cats are great. Snake's great. Uh, yeah. Snake just shed. Uh, yeah. So they have a wonderful pearly shiny coat. <laughs> I'm glad I missed that. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that snake is. violates your, your chastity when it needs to shed. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It really does. It does. Okay. Uh, the snake, one time for background info, um, wrapped themselves around Adam's arm and was undulating and would not let undulating, go. Undulating, but in, but like fairly hard. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. it was not like it, a gentle caress. It no, was no, like, no, no, ri- no. it was trying to rip its skin off, you know? Yeah. 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 And so. <laughs> And this went on for a while. Maggie's yeah. like, oh, she likes you. <laughs> <laughs> and she won't let go. I don't uh, think she's a boa. I don't think she's a constrictor or anything. She is. See, you didn't, I knew, I knew yeah. you knew. I knew you knew. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. is this going to be a, I knew you were yeah. holding on to details. Yeah. Wonderful. She is. But, uh, you know, that's just her style. Maggie, you're also I'm insanely like, busy now. I right? am. Like, yeah. you got so much stuff going on in yeah. your life now. That was actually the the other half of this month has been uh, fixing my posture, uh, which I... Fixing your posture? Yes. Your body posture? Yes. Oh, we haven't talked about this. What's what's this mean? It's been... I I just have, like, terrible... I've always had terrible posture. Oh. Uh, I don't know why. It's because I started out really tall. You know, I had an early growth spurt, so I was taller than everyone. So then I started to like look down like that. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, I have like a itty bitty titty committee. Uh, Inherited my grandmother's body physique, not my mother's. So, you know, I just like ended up kind (laughs) of. What does that have to do with your with your posture? I don't understand. I I feel like it affected my posture. Like I feel like. You expected bigger breasts and that was going to make your posture different? Yeah, Am I, not I, feel like, this? I feel like if I when I was younger, I felt yeah. like if I stood up straight, it felt like I was trying to make more of your yes, body. make more of my chest. Where, where I was like, no, 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 I, I like what I have going on. Don't think otherwise. So actually, I'm gonna hunch it like. And no one's thinking this, by the <laughs> you were, way. You were this swerving is, against a yes, person's opinion yes, that didn't that exist. Didn't exist. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. This is a thrill. 
Um, <laughs> yes. I really enjoy this. Thank you for uh-huh. inviting me into this conversation You're about welcome. it. Welcome. Uh, I I just can I take a very brief tangent? Yeah. What does it take for a woman to discuss her breasts with a man? Like, do you think they have to be? Do they have to be good friends? Is it uh, is that a flirtatious move when you don't know the person? Would you say yes? I All, think always. Most, mostly always? I don't know. I've always had really good friends that are men that I have. And you've been like fine with it. Yeah. So it isn't then. Yeah. I guess for me it's not, but right. I think for other women it absolutely would be. Yeah. But. This has popped up a few times in the last month. Oh, really? I, I'm, I'm not going to take away from your story. No, but, don't. But that just okay. reminded me of like, oh. I think for most people it is probably a flirt, but to me it's kind of just talking about like. It was in the context of trying to mm-hmm. uh, I'm, see now I'm taking away from your story. No, I'm going to no, come no. back to it. I'll come back to it. Okay. I'll come back to well, it. Okay. Not much of anything. And then the other part of that was. So what are you doing with your body posture? What, what's oh, happening? Okay. So uh, it's actually been a really long process. It's been about oh. like six, nine to six months of. Nine to six months. Yes. Of working out, building all my back muscles. So you're doing rowing motions for yes. the audience. Yeah. So with, is that like with a rowing machine? Yeah, at the gym. I basically wow. I do all the circuits. Um, wow. So you're lifting and stuff. Yeah, now. I'm lifting. You're swole now. I'm swole. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, I've not been so noticing, rad, but I but, but I didn't know if we were the kind of friends where I'm like allowed to comment on your body without it being oh, weird. Oh no no no. Yeah. So we are okay. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Um, You've been getting swole. I've, I've been getting it. swole. Okay. And not even really tr- purely actually because my back started hurting so bad i was like i gotta well, that's, fix that's this. cool though i mean yeah. it's cool that you're fixing it yes and that's like really cool the past week has been amazing like my my lungs now can like breathe in the full capacity instead oh my God, of you're, like your mega mags yes <laughs> True. like the other day i felt like a tingle and i realized it was because like more was blood joy. was flowing to my brain it was joy it was pure joy. I just realized that, stem. you know, the, the density of air changes yeah, according to its velocity or whatever. <laughs> the apple in the tree. Right. Uh, I would love yeah. it if you got smarter because of <laughs> this. That would be I amazing. Mean, it's uh, be amazing. It's a Seinfeld episode, I'm sure. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be amazing. George Lincoln's Don't at me with my science equation. It's a joke, bro. <laughs> Don't at me with that. Uh, okay, so is it fixed or are you in tra- in, in process? Uh, I, w- I mean, I feel like about 90% there, especially from where I was. Like my shoulder blades were like winged. They were like down here rather than where they're supposed to be. They were like I didn't notice that. Fucked okay. up. It's, okay. It was, it wasn't, I didn't really notice it until I started working out. And then suddenly my arms were like click, 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 click. And like, I was like, oh. whoa, I was Way off. I have noticed that you've been wearing stuff that was more form fitting to your torso, which I yes. assume was like a confidence thing. Oh, sure, and that a little was bit. But yeah, it was also great. like it just feels nice it having feels it like better. compare, you know, especially mm. when I was more in transition where yeah. my body was like, yeah. help, help, <laughs> help me, yeah. help. Help. Um, but yeah. Wonderful I for you. Great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. It's a nice reminder that change is possible. With you just have to want it and yeah. work at it. Yeah, or just hurt enough that it that it leaves you no choice. Yeah. Okay. But, That's fun. Well. And you're making a million things. Yeah. And you know, just the busiest lady. Yeah. Yeah. You and I are talking about yeah. a podcast off mic. Yeah. Uh, that I feel is, I'm comfortable putting it out in the Great. world a little bit, just I'm very a little excited. bit. Excited. Well, we mentioned it a few times. So yeah, we we're, have. We're going to do a, mm-hmm. this David Lynch podcast yes. probably. Yes. But it's going to be mm-hmm. in a different network. It sounds like. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll be coming with yeah. more information about It'd be that. A little fancy. 
I think it is going to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. We might video it is what we're yes. talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. All right. Mood so. lighting. <laughs> I didn't, know, I didn't know it was going to be amazing. I, I didn't realize mean, that. Uh, okay, well, so amazing podcast um, coming your way yes. about David Lynch uh-huh. in the next, let's say, six months. Yeah. It seems reasonable, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all I'm right. I'm very excited. Great. Yeah. Great. How have you been, buddy? I've been good. I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the wedding was good. Uh, wedding was great. That was so I think fun. the next social thing is going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I recently joined a new church with a new social group. Oh, that's fun. How is that? Is it? It's different. It, uh huh. It's different. What, what kind good. of different? What flavor of different? Uh, well, they're a little younger than me. Like this, oh, the way this, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, like the way this church uh-huh. does it is, they don't have like age group hangouts, which I was mm. grateful for because That's at my cool. age, uh huh, in a church, it's like, like they have fifteen year old kids and stuff. You're yeah. like, I don't know how to relate to you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so thank like, you. Right. So, but that means you know, I'm meeting a lot of people who are like in their early to mid twenties. Ooh. To like late, the fact that you even Ooh. the fact that you even said that, Maggie, <laughs> the fact that you even said that. So I've been going through a deep angst about like, am I even allowed to see these people as <laughs> as peers? Am I allowed to be? Uh, uh, to, am I allowed to think any of them are attractive? You know uh-huh, that uh-huh. whole thing. Yeah. Well, compounding that mm-hmm. is the the like the fact that this the church culture and mm-hmm. this has always been true of it, mm-hmm. but I I just haven't been in a young church culture in a very long time is very dating focused. Oh, very dating focused. And I don't mean that it's like that. That's all they talk about. I just mean that they are aware of that. Right. And care about it. It's a value. Right. That's what their congregation is going through. That's one of the, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, this community that you and I have been part of for mm-hmm. a decade now. Yeah. We never talk about dating. No, never. Never. It never gets brought up. Never. People are doing it, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. I see them together. <laughs> they show up and like, oh, a thing transpired. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we never talk about it, Mm-mm. ever. So like, like for instance, I remember when Dave and, that news with Dave and Hannah broke. Yeah. Dave, the way Dave told me, and I'm not going to, you know, share all that stuff, but uh-huh. like, it was like he dropped it after it had been a fact for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. And he was like, now somebody needs clean. to know about it. Right, yeah, right, right. exactly. Yeah. So like, uh, anyway, so like mm-hmm. there's been some vetting of, I think, there, I think there's been some vetting of me. I'm not sure. Probably. Like, there's been some, the conversations I've been a part of uh-huh. felt very like, uh, well orchestrated, but definitely mm-hmm. like feeling out. Right. Like there was a little bit of feeling out mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, that's just a new phenomenon mm-hmm. for me. Uh huh. New phenomenon. Feeling I think it might be too like, young for me all in general, but that could be, that I don't could know. Be. Well, that was the first remark was like, you wouldn't date a 23 year old, right? Like, because there's a lot of younger women. Sure. And I think that's a reasonable question. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I would. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's I would. Really, really fucking cool and awesome. <laughs> Even if they are, that was my brain speaking, but no, that's everyone's brain speaking. Like nobody ever wants to be disqualified. Right. That's the thing about dating young that nobody wants to admit to is nobody wants to be disqualified from dating a young person. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. Like you, like if you were 70 years old, Max, young person, I would not stand for it. I don't want to show up to any meeting and be like, you're not hot anymore because how old you are. Right. 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 No, No, thanks. No, thanks. (laughs) I'm going to show up and still be hot. Yeah. Thank you. So like that's a, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so that's, that's like a, but you have to also acknowledge mm-hmm. like, that's just not true though. Right. Right. Like, like, uh, you know, you, I mean, like I teach people that age now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's anyway. So, um, I'm not trying to get into all the, the grime of it. Right. They've yeah. all been very nice about it. It's not, right. but it's a culture thing that I've been 
like, wow, I have to really like, now I have to think about, <gasps> do I want to get involved in dating now? Like, is that a part right. of this or did I show up to be friends or like, you know, what is the goal here for right, me? Right. Right. And also is the, I think it's always very intimidating joining any group, but especially Congo. Cause it's like, you know, every has their different like culture and it's right. like, okay, well, is this one the right one, even though, you know, well, it's, know. It, starting a new group after mm-hmm. your age 30 of any kind is like, it's tough, man. Yeah. Cause like the one thing you don't want to admit about yourself is I have ways, right? I have ways that right. I am now. Yeah. Like I make lattes and stuff Yeah. and like my I have brain an, is grooved. Right. I got grooves. I yeah. have like wood in my apartment and leather. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of the whole setup now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not living on Ikea Rent-A-Rex or whatever, you uh, know, like I've made a life in a way. Solid furniture. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. So like, uh, you know, and like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a metaphor for so many other things. And <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's different anyway. So that's been unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I come, so I guess, I guess these are all kind of middle-aged things now, but mm. I am. So it is what it is. I wrote a noir film. I wrote a noir yeah. outline. Yeah. Uh, that is about going back home, like being forced to move back in mm-hmm. with your parents at middle age and, uh, in your hometown mm-hmm. and like a crime that takes place in that context. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, it's actually about the disappointment like it's Aww. about disappointment from what you think your life's going to be in high school to what it is when you're yeah. in your 40s right you know totally. and i'm like but i'm kind of into that i don't yeah. know i kind of like it well that's a that's a feeling i mean especially in growing up in the digital age but like people have very complicated feelings about expressing right. deep negative emotions that is very human to feel and also the expect like uh, the reality versus you know expectation versus reality is so distorted because we can like because you don't because nobody describes for you the experience of success right or the experience of failure right neither of those things get described exactly they just they they just get put on a spreadsheet as Mm -hmm. an objective right and success is not is not an elated feeling like you think it is. It right. usually is a series of obligations, actually. Yes. And you know? the more you get, the more you owe to other people. Right. So yes. yes. I describe my, I, I give the outline of my life to younger mm-hmm. people now, and they think of what I've done as like, wow. And I'm like, I haven't achieved half of the mm-hmm. things I wanted to achieve. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I have more goals that are much loftier still. Right. But like, because success is a thing that, I mean, you know, there's a cliche, but it's a state of mind, right? Yeah. Uh, success and failure are, neither of them are what you think they are. Right. And I think that's interesting. It is. You know, it is. success is a slow motion thing. It is. Actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I've been, I've been toying around with that in a script that I've been Ooh. very slowly writing, but I really like the idea of it. Uh-huh. I think that one and the farmer one, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I think I'm feeling good about both of those. I feel like eventually. sometimes while writing a screenplay, there, uh, some of them have that like ball that you find. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense, but it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, this is what it's about. Yeah. This is what it's about. And right. anything can convalesce around it. You can toss it, whatever. But this is the squishy thing that is very fun to. Well, and like the meaning of it, yeah, like the, meaning like the pearl in the, in mm-hmm. the clam, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. one thing I didn't plan at all when I was outlining is that there's a series of sibling relationships. Mm-hmm. All of them have some form of betrayal in them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, 
And they've all like every sibling, one went one way, one went the other way. Uh-huh. And like that, I just find that interesting for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so mm-hmm. that's been going on. And the last thing I'll say, I think this is just for you, Maggie, not even for the audience is, uh-huh. I think I've been a little girl crazy lately. <gasps> <I'm Great>. just- <laughs> why I told you because you love it so much. I do. But I but what I mean I by that is yeah. I've been misperceiving things. Ah. I think I've been misperceived. For instance, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you and I had a conversation yeah. on the way home. Yeah. I've been thinking about it again and I yeah. realized like no. 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 <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. There's a few things okay. like that. Mm-hmm. There's a few things like mm-hmm. that that I'm like, no, I'm just no. I it's mm-hmm. I'm I've been conceived. I've been writing yeah, plots yeah, in my brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to. I'm putting that out for you so you can like be like Adam. Remember, great. Because I need people to tell me remember reality. Yeah, check. Yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's right. Great. Don't hope too high. Don't hope too high. Don't soar so close to the sun. Uh, I wish someone had told me that as a teenager. <laughs> Moderate expectations. Yeah. <laughs> or none. Have, Have no expectations. Put them in the dirt. Dream, <laughs> dream nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Dream small Have or nothing. S- yes. That's our motto Black on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you endured Ooh. all of that. So I guess it's time for us to thank our producers. I guess it is. Uh, uh, these are the people who joined the Show Me tier. The Ooh. Show Me Producer tier, which is on the Small Beans Network, if you're interested. Uh, one of the benefits that this tier gets is that they are able to pick the topics mm-hmm. that we do. We mm-hmm. give them a list of topics. Sometimes they send us topics. Yeah. And when they t- send ones that I love, I include them. Yeah. Um, and uh, they get to pick the topics and they get shouted out on the episode mm-hmm. as we're about to do right now, starting mm-hmm. with Maggie, pick a spot to start Mags and we'll go down from there. Okay, great. I am going to uh, be super boring and start with the top. <laughs> of the I don't want to remember things. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Robert Mischief. Robert Mischief. Dang. This, this is a fictional character. Yeah. It's like being thanked by Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's very Robert on Mischief? Actually, I have a no. I'd be like, can you, you know, add a little more mystery? What is he, a to- mystery doctor? Yeah. <laughs> What's he crafting up capers in his laboratory? <laughs> All right, Dr. Mischief. Uh, That's actually our, we've needed a series antagonist for this, pred- this podcast. Yeah. You're the villain he's now. building a, he's yeah. refusing to show anybody anything that's what he's doing wow we're showing everybody everything he shows nothing okay enemy that's enemy the antagonist that's right we've needed it yeah this is <laughs> this up. is all building to an end game <laughs> a show me end game okay great thanks to robert mischief thanks to david bryant thank you david bryant thanks to joshua Tompkins. Thank you, Joshua Tompkins. Son of Paul F. Tompkins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Riding those coattails. <laughs> wearing a little hat, a little spinny cap. <laughs> he has to wear small versions of what yeah. his dad does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure, he yeah. appreciates being put in that, yeah. being described that way. Yeah. I'll, I'll I agree. let him know. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna not going to meet this, this person. Yeah. That, that's just what happened. So, <laughs> thanks to Eten Campion Mas- Mason. Wow. I know. They've won a gold medal before. Oh yeah, yeah. For something like really obscure, curling. But like yeah, sure. Curling. Yeah. You ever watched curling? Yeah. You, everyone's put in an hour on curling. I feel. Yeah. Like. I think we all needed to Turn figure it out what it was. Yeah. We're like, come on, yeah. this is a bit, right? Every American's like, you watch it, you're like, it's mostly brooming. It's like it's you're sweeping brooming. the ice. Yeah. It's like it's like ice sweeping. Right. You know. Yeah. Seems like a bit that Nintendo would have put in a video game or something. I think they do include curling in the uh, Mario Sonic uh, Olympic <laughs> winter games. Of course they did. Of course, they of course did. It, the Sonic one. Can you yeah. imagine tails <laughs> out there curling? He probably got a gold. He's got two tails. <laughs> got the Double tails. the sweep. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yep, exactly. It's not Thank fair. You. 
<laughs> exactly. That's what we were getting to. Thanks to Math Demigod. Thanks, Math Demigod. Thanks to Driftless. Thanks, Driftless. Driftless refuses to acknowledge that he's a rat in a hat. Refuses yeah, to acknowledge absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, he like, they, You're a rat in a hat. He goes, no. Yeah. They texted away. me. Not texted. They, they, they DM'd me about it. They're like, please don't. Say that. Please don't blow up my spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't do it. Please don't say that. That's right. Thanks to Evan Fineout. Thank you, Evan Fineout. I feel like I saw a headshot for a person named Evan Fineout. That sounds about right. Just smiling like the dazzling sun. Ugh. You've seen those smiles. You're like, is that, how white can your teeth get? Oh, God. Right? Yeah. Evan Fineout's like, got- Like, stop it. <laughs> Evan Fineout cannot go to blacklight parties because if he smiles- He's We're burning. Like, he's burning retinas. Yeah. yeah. Who whoa, man. Disco ball in here. Yeah. Whoa, man. I'm not on enough gummies to enjoy that, bro. Wow. Just as really whites. Right. He's got lights like the movie we just watched. Enter the void. Oh my god. <laughs> Enter the void Speaking lights of, for his teeth. Anyway, you want to thank the next person? I do. Uh, thank you, King Donna. Thank you. I love you so much. You do love King Donna. I love it. I did say the words, so I guess they won this round. Yeah. Well, I could cut them, but I guess I'm not going to because mm. King Donna loves it when I accidentally acknowledge them. <laughs> you win this round. Uh, Thanks to Jeff Beef. Jeff Beef. I think I love Jeff Beef. I think you do love Jeff One Beef. One word, too. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The other, we never concentrate on that. Jeff, Jeff Beef. Beef is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's like a race car going by. You have to get to Beef before you run out of breath. <laughs> Jeff Beef. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I think I like what you're doing better than the name, but... Uh, well done. Thank you. It's called being a good actor. Giving a good what line a great reading. Yeah, just <laughs> spitting those words right in my eye. <laughs> Thanks to Brock Berkner. Oh, Brock Berkner. Speaking of actor, uh-huh. it, I, I've resisted emailing you about that, oh, uh, uh-huh. about the class thing, because you've been so swamped of late. But oh, should yes. I not be doing that? Should I be emailing you about it? Uh, <laughs> next, do business on the podcast, I, know, I decided. Yes. Next month, I, my schedule clears up. So. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a deal's been struck. Uh, Okay, thanks to Brock Berkner, thanks Brock Berkner, who helped broke that deal that we just did. Oh, yes. whoa, whoa, whoa. Brock Berkner, the broker. Dang. Well done. It's a lot of alliteration. I know he's got a really clever name mm-hmm. and a clever job mm-hmm. for a clever guy. Thanks to Luke Andrew. Thank you, Luke Andrew. And finally, thanks to Broge. Broge. In Broge. Excellent film. Excellent film. Never come up here. It's actually it in Broge. I know, in but Bruges, it, it yeah. will come up. It will. I feel. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. No. Did you see their, the the recent one? Uh, the the ghosts of Ishinarian mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. loved that film. Really, I yeah. loved that film. I feel like Absolutely when I was watching it. it, no Banshees of Ishinarian. Banshees, not, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loved it. I loved it seventy five percent. Oh, good. Yeah, I want to talk about that yeah, someday. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, we'll find a way. Uh-huh. Find a way to shoehorn we'll that into a conversation. Oh, oh, but I will say, a thousand percent, I love the performances in that film. They are impeccable. In- Heckable. They were impeccable film. Impeccable. Yeah. Impeccable. Loved them. Colin Firth, me and actually Alice so talk about. Good. So good. Yeah. Oh, so Alice was good. talking. Okay, cool. Yeah, we were just bonding over, yeah. you know, sometimes a hot guy, you're really on guard and it's like, ah, uh, but. Well, just. I like that he takes all the wind out of that scene. Yes. Like he's a hot guy yes. with no confidence. No confidence. And it's really sweet, and it's actually. Sweet. Yeah. Just a sweet, sweet, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's interesting that came from Alice. Mm hmm. Uh, who, I, I don't want to be a jerk, but I, at some point I'm hoping I cross paths with Alice oh, again. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, I'm not going to be, you know, not, but I, no. I just really liked I Alice. I want to, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks to Melissa. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks to Adam Under the Bridge. Thanks, Adam Under the Bridge. Thanks to Steven Asarian. Thank you, Steven Who Asarian. we 
have retained as an attorney. That's okay. been the lore. Oh, great. And we owe him for our retainer. Uh, you can't we have, find me. You can't catch me. Because <laughs> we have created some legal problems. Ooh, <laughs> come get me. He deserves a new story, but I really like him as an attorney so I much. Do I don't know what's going to happen, Steve. I think you might be forced into this. You know, Steve Sarah, attorney at law. Yeah, it this just might be rolls off the tongue. Might have been wedged into this. Yeah, sorry, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But also, not a bad life. Could have made you a coal miner. I mean, you know, harder life yeah. objectively. Yeah, objectively harder life. Thanks to Nicholas Fabian. Thank you, Nicholas Fabian. Yep. And finally, Maggie's favorite. <laughs> this one here? Yeah, yeah. Fart sandwich <laughs> with a ph. Yeah. You like that. I like you don't mind a, you don't mind a lowbrow. Uh I don't, except when it's in a movie called Dreamcatcher. Boy, oh boy, oh wow, boy. It just comes out of nowhere. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. Well, you're getting ahead of us. Uh, yeah, uh, I am. I do so like that's another thing is like recently I've been I've I've been thinking like, do I think fart jokes are funny at all anymore? Right. And I realized I kind of still think they're funny uh-huh. when they are just hurled in my face and I didn't expect it. Like the lighthouse. That works. That's, yeah, that, dude. That, home that, run. Okay. Home, home run, run. Home run. Home yeah. run. We should be videoing this podcast because we both have funny arm gestures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're not. We. Uh, so people aren't getting the full effect of it. That's okay. They can use their imagination. They can. We both just did Gumby arms. We're flailing basically. our arms all around. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's transition into, we've, we've dicked yeah. around enough. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Let's transition into the actual topic today. It's only been 29 minutes. Woo! Woo! So uh, the topic today is your fever dream movie. Fever dream movie. Now, I want to acknowledge right up top. What is that? Are you smelling yeah, your finger? I feel finger? like I'm about to sneeze. I, I want to watch this happen <laughs> because what you're doing looks like something they would have taught you at like finishing school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're about to exfoliate your nose, hold one index finger underneath the nostril and point head away. Uh, okay. It disappeared. Like it looked like somebody was taking a photograph of how a woman stops from sneezing from 1940. <laughs> it's incredible. All right. So, um, yeah, I guess it was a real screw around episode. Have you noticed that? Anyway, so, uh, fever dreams. I just want everyone to know if you couldn't feel it already, Total Maggie topic. This is such <laughs> did, a Maggie topic. This, I oh, guess. Yes, you did. I did. Yes, I did. you did. I did. You always you always pick the one, and I think it's I partly do. because you are pushing it to be movies more than I am. Oh, maybe I'm, I'm coming up with album stuff yeah, more because yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to talk about music because right, right, right. that doesn't happen on this channel yes. much. Uh huh. But I also thought this was a really good topic, mm-hmm. like objectively good. So do you want to start with yours or mine? I think it's your choice this time. Is it really my choice? I think it is. Okay, wow. Let's start with let's start with Enter the Void. Let's start there. I don't know why you're doing that, but okay. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I, right. I want the catharsis of ending with with Dreamcatcher. Yeah, those so. are the two. So yeah. Maggie's mm-hmm. pick was Dreamcatcher, mm-hmm. the 2003 Stephen King adaptation, and mine was the 2009 Enter the, Vo- Enter the Void by Gaspar <laughs> Noe. Yeah. Which I just finished watching for the second time minutes before Maggie crossed the threshold yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. There was like a an atmosphere in here when I came in. I was kind of angry. I got to be honest yeah. with you. I, I was not happy. So like I did not enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Enter the Void. I think th- if ever there's been a movie on this podcast that mm-hmm. needs a trigger warning, I think this is the one. Oh, sure. I sure. do think people, if you haven't seen it, because likely you haven't. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that contains extraordinarily violent images. Yeah. Um, including an abortion. Yeah. Which is a spoiler, but also... 
I think you just need to know that. Right. They show an abortion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and they show a lot of sex and it's not sexy. Not the fun kinds. Yeah. It's not rape. <laughs> right, right, right. Which ha- he has done that. Yes. Irreversible, his previous film, uh-huh. had a nine minute real time rape scene and it was horrendous. <laughs> like horrifying. Woo! I can't recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Although I like that film. Uh-huh. I can't recommend it for that scene. Yeah. This is not grotesque like that, but right. it's a lot of sex and it's very... Um, it's gratuitous. Yeah. It's not shown in a flattering way. It wants to evoke a like this grimy, is, slimy. Oh, yeah. Bowels of the. This is an edgelord film if yes. ever there was one. Yeah. Uh, a complete yeah. edgelord film. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I just want anybody who wants to watch it and figure out what it's about and process what we say about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to walk in and not know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an experimental You're film. Have a bad time. It's well, not it's not fun. Yeah. It's not a fun film yeah. to watch. And it's not supposed I mean it's not supposed to be fun. No, yes, no, no. Right. It's not supposed to be fun. I don't think he thinks it's supposed to be no. fun either. No. Um okay, because I feel like I might dominate this too much. I kind of want to see what your summary of this is. Oh, do you want to summarize the film? Yeah. I feel like I guess the easiest summary is to say uh a man um who uh, we start the film? We're mostly what, what? What is the name of that shot? We're like behind him. He's in front of us. Well, so it's point of view for about a third of the movie. Yeah, it's literally like literal point of view. Literal point of and view, and then it's an over mm-hmm. the shoulder, right? For about two thirds of the movie after yes. that, uh-huh. and then before getting back into point of view, right? Yeah. Uh, and at some point, uh, he dies. His body floats above himself, and then we watch more of it from. The floaty that sound, ghost that sound and hand gesture is <laughs> that we retain the point of view, but watch from overhead yes. like we're a spirit floating yes. above the events. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the events, I think, just follow as you described earlier. Um, kind of just a, a series of uh, uh, edgelord events that uh-huh. like... Do take place, sure, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, uh, I think that's my summary. Okay, wow, yeah, that, <laughs> Ooh, I yeah. Mean, you're not wrong. No, uh, yeah, yeah, that plus wrong. a whole lot of atmosphere, I guess. Yeah, so like, uh, I'm gonna add to that if that's Please. okay. So, so one thing to know is the film does tell you everything that's gonna happen in the first like 15 minutes. Yeah, like basically every line of dialogue that happens before the main character is killed. Mm-hmm tells you every piece of what you're about to watch and what you're going to watch is of an idea of what death is, Mm -hmm. what death and rebirth is. Mm -hmm. And it's about a brother and his, his sister. Mm -hmm. We've formed the point of view of this brother's name is Oscar. He's a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. They live in Tokyo. Oscar is such a great name for a drug dealer. (laughs) Cause you always think of the grouch. Yeah. yeah, 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 You think of him in a trash can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he lives in a grimy, you know, apartment building in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. He goes to a drug deal that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. The police come in. He tries to flush the drugs. He gets killed. Mm-hmm. We watch the murder in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, he, We watch him die. Mm-hmm. And then the camera floats above all the events that play out as a result of that death, including pits of, we, we go through flashbacks of his life mm-hmm. and what happened. We see his relationship with his sister, what that was about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see what happens to everybody involved in the drug deal. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately our character is reborn 
at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. the experience, but yeah, it's what happens. Yes, yeah, that, that, that's a good summary of the technical yeah. plot. Yeah. yeah, there is a plot to it. Yeah. It's, it's not without plot. Yeah. It's about two hours and 40 minutes. Uh-huh. It could have been about an hour or 40 minutes, I would say, without losing content. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I think he wanted right? to extend it just to extend the feeling of it all. I, I, did you know that this played at Khan as a rough cut? Yes. Now, it's not uncommon for Khan to take rough cuts. Right. That happens. Yeah. This film played it as a rough cut at Khan in 2009 and wasn't actually released till a year later. Wow. Always shorter. Every version was shorter than the one that mm. played at Khan. How long was it on a con? I don't know, man. Just hours and hours. Who even of... knows? Right. Who even knows? Mm-hmm. Con, con, this is That's made they, for them. Yeah, this yeah, is made yeah. for them. Yeah. Also, Gaspar Noe is a French filmmaker. Yeah. He's Argentine, but I, but I think he's also French at yeah. this point. Um, like that's where he resides mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, okay. So we've set up some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like it? Is it fun at all to you? Like, is there anything about it that has redeeming value in your mind? Uh, I mean, I'm always of the mind I'd rather a movie exist than not exist. I am not of that mind. I know, go, yeah, you're not ahead. of that yeah. mind. Um, so in that regard, I'm glad that he got to make the movie that he wanted to make. I did not enjoy it. But this, movie, I, this movie deserves to exist for artistic reasons. Yeah, yes, yes. Right? Yes, and all yeah. like the boundary it pushes. And I, you know, I'm not against having a... A film that, you know, is that feeling and is edgelordy and, and I mean, I'm not even really nihilistic in a way, but like feels nihilistic throughout most of it. Oh, this is a it. very nihilistic film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not a man who uh, is curious about spiritual anything. Yes. Doesn't believe I in spiritual that's, anything. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. the weirdest part, but that's also part of the purpose of it. So I w- you right. would never want to like change that because that is very like core to the movie. But did I enjoy it? No. Yeah. No. So one, I mean, some interesting byproducts of it. So like, uh-huh. there's a really incestuous vibe going on between the brother and sister. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And, and when I, that's not a, that's not me reading into it. No, that's. There are several times, not mm-hmm. once, several times where the spirit of the film, like the POV, mm-hmm. jumps into the point of view of a person having sex with the sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like, well, if you were an actual disembodied brother, this isn't what you'd spend your time yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't be doing uh, this. Yeah, right. You know, now, and, and he, the filmmaker wants to, seems to want to justify that or maybe mm-hmm. round that out with some context that the brother and sister, so Linda's her name and Oscar is the name mm-hmm. of the brother. So I'll stop calling him that. Oscar and Linda lost their parents when they were children in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Now we relive that car accident about four times too. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. it's the first time it was shocking. Yeah. Just like, whoa. Yeah. And then every other time it remained shocking, but also like, man, I get it. I get it. I get it, dude. Right. Yeah. You know, like the last time we see it, he just sits in the car for a good minute with the kids crying. Yeah. On the footage we've seen. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. It's yeah. sad. Like, yeah. it sucks. And I'm sure he, if that happened, I'm sure they would think about it all the time. But this but is like, a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. Yeah. I don't, I yeah. get it. Yeah. You can, you can yada yada yes. it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but he doesn't want to yada yada, yada, yada literally yada anything. Nah. Yeah. That, that's what's interesting about him is uh-huh. he doesn't edit anything out. I don't no. think. Like, yeah. He thinks everything that you would maybe think of seeing or that they see mm-hmm. is important to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting to me. It is. Though I don't like it. Yeah. And to me, 
in a very different way. I, I, I feel like, you know, when we watched Weekend uh, by uh, Jean-Luc Godard, speaking of a French filmmaker. That was, that was equally, difficult equally difficult to get your head around. Although I feel like Jean-Luc is more like, like antagonist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or playful. even, yeah. Right. Whereas like this, I felt, you know, it was more like, no, we're going to sit here. Unless like, nee, 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 we're going to sit here. I think this is actually cruel. I think Godard wants mm-hmm. to poke fun and trivialize things. Yeah. I think Gaspar No is cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wants to talk about cruelty. And I think he yeah. also wants to wash cruelty with kindness and make them indistinguishable. Right. He kind of, mm-hmm. actually, he wants to make sex and birth and death indistinguishable. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. He's really trying to do that. Right. You know, like, just like, I know we used to call orgasms the little death, but that's what this movie predicates. Yeah. It predicates that. Yeah. Which like for some people, I guess. Sure. I mean, it's, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. You know, like it feels like you're watching, an existentialist paper written out into images yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh-huh. uh, like ex- if, if an existentialist was describing their version of Buddhism mm-hmm. and then set it to images, that's what this would be. Mm-hmm. Right? Their like, version of it, yeah. Yeah, their version <laughs> yeah. of it, correct. It's very specific, yeah, yeah. Their version of uh-huh. it. Right. Like the, 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 Tibet, the Tibetan Book of Death, which is sort of the spine of what happens in the film, uh-huh. is more sh- explained to us than shown. Yeah. Uh. I don't know what tradition that comes from, but it doesn't feel like it's very distinguishable from Buddhism as I understand it. Mm, mm-hmm. um, now that might be my ignorance and forgive me if it is, but that's kind of what's happening here is, mm-hmm. you know, a spirit who has not yet be re- been reincarnated mm-hmm. sort of drifting through life until finally they can reincarnate mm-hmm. by having sex with their sister. Right. Right. Doing the, I mean, uh, Ellie, I can't help but read into it. Like, oh, you wanted to do that when you were alive or maybe did. And then, then this is what you're doing. Your last like moments floating around on earth. Or do you even have a choice? Is do you it- think they had sex in their life? Like, do you think the brother and sister had sex before he died? I mean, they, I would think that the filmmaker would think that they did just because I think he is interested in like that. hundred percent. He's interested in it. Yeah. 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 She's there's a scene in it where she is literally licking his ear when they get reunited that was like, how are like, what world are we in right now? Yeah. Uh, like I don't, I'm not even necessarily like, I'm not trying to moralize about it. I'm, I'm more trying to like, yeah. What are we saying right now? What is, what is, what exactly do you want us to think about this? Right. Uh, and I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either. I kind of, I, it's this time when I watched it, I had the feeling of like, no matter what type of person you were, you will be dead and in this version reincarnate, you know, it's like, I don't know. Well, that was, yeah, that's interesting that there is absolutely no morality in the film at yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody, there's no morality. No. There's actually only one thing that's treated with any kind of moral impetus. And mm-hmm. it's the fact that Oscar who deals drugs had sex with one of his user slash friends, mother, Mm-hmm. which prompted the friend to then call the, betray him, call right. the cops, call the which cops. ended up killing him. Yeah. That is the one thing that has some moral power in right. the film. The rest of it really doesn't. Right. It's treated from a, it's treated from the point of view of the camera, which is just sort of looking down on it all. Uh huh. You know? Uh huh. And I, I wonder why. I know. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. I, I this watching it, it reminded me a lot of because um, we had just talked about Clockwork Orange, which is also interested in, uh, you know, uh, 
cruelty and things and just like very different feels like us discussing clockwork orange there's a very like clear point of view yes. in it. It's making a statement. Yeah. It's, it's making yes. several statements, yes. but they're all clear. They're very clear. This is not making clear statements. No. I would argue. Yeah. I know some people would be like, you fool. Like, <laughs> you and I read a few fool. reviews to uh-huh. see what was being said. Yeah. What is, I've well, never it ranges. read reviews. It. There are people uh-huh. who are like, this is unwatchable trash. <laughs> and then there are people who are like, this is a provocateur masterpiece, uh, you know, that's about life and death. Right. right. Um, it came out the same year, I believe as tree of life, Oh, sure. which is a really interesting companion piece because <laughs> they're about the same thing. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, I've heard many of my film friends are like, enter the voids, the good one. And I think it's mm. not, um, mm-hmm. I think that's not true, but some of its point of view, mm-hmm. I having, this is the second time I watched it. How many times have you watched this? So, uh, also second, but the, the first time I didn't remember much from it. Really. I didn't either. I didn't remember any of it yeah. from the first time, except for that he died yeah. and that, and that we yeah. watch his life. That's literally all I remembered, yeah. which I think tells you how difficult it is to grasp what the film's about. Yeah. Like I didn't retain any of it. And actually mm-hmm. it is kind of clear what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, they, they tell you in the beginning. So it's like, you know, yeah, it's not like it's hard to retain the facts of it. It's just right. hard to care about it all. Yeah. Like, actually, that's what's interesting. This uh-huh. movie doesn't have a protagonist. Nah. Like at all. Yeah. It doesn't have a protagonist. No. Nobody wants anything. Nobody yeah. tries to do anything. No. Like it's all just observed. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a movie like that mm-hmm. without a protagonist. So that's kind of interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. There's a movie that I feel like get close to that but never full they never subtract the protagonist right. entirely yeah, from the no, film not at all you no. know um if you want to see this s- some things that i think are cool about it mm-hmm. that are worth acknowledging and then maybe i get, maybe we can move on i don't know mm-hmm. um some things that are cool about it i think that though they are long mm-hmm. all the drug renderings are really interesting mm-hmm. like the character takes dmt up top yeah and, and i'm not a drug person myself i've never taken a and a hallucinogenic uh-huh. drug, but everything that I've seen and heard and read about them, I mm-hmm. think he captured it here. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, he seems to have really captured it mm-hmm. and he's captured it in a way that does merge the experience of taking drugs with the body and how the body works like yeah. cells and blood and like mm-hmm. in a way that's actually very interesting mm-hmm. and cool. And he does that in every way. Mm-hmm. He merges these spiritual things with the body with yeah. the body mm-hmm. and material matter yeah in a way that is very cool mm-hmm. i would say um that part is cool the lighting of it of course is amazing the lighting is amazing it's all party lighting the whole yeah, time yeah it's, it's very the whole time yeah. yeah it's it's like you're in a world that was made out of a club yeah made at a dance club uh-huh. um and it's all it's consistent and it's mm-hmm. really well done mm-hmm. um the camera work is one of a kind. You'll yeah. never see another movie like this. Yeah. Never. You will never see another movie like you'll this. You'll see other people. Co- I don't like his copying it, but you'll see other people Not lifting really. from it. Not like this. This guy's so committed yeah. to throwing out the cinema playbook. Yeah. Just like, hey, you want coverage and stuff? Fuck that. <laughs> Nothing gets covered in this well, movie. That's what I say. Like people will borrow from it, but you'll never see it. That No. Uh-huh. I, I mean, Irreversible, his other film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Irrever- I mean, he's made more films than that, but that's the one I think people remember. It came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. Also has insane camera work. And uh, that camera works a lot more 
uh, difficult to watch because it's like physically vomit inducing mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. This film is designed from a creative point of view and he made really bold choices all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I think they all work. Yeah. Like I was never like cameras doing a stupid thing right, right now. Right. Or yes. It's, I mean, it's, everything made like, Oh, 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 it makes sense. You yeah. know, like he does, he mm-hmm. is a sorcerer with the camera. Mm-hmm. He's doing things we've never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really bold thing to say. Watch the film and you'll see what I mean. Like you've never seen a film like this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Whew, beyond that though, it's, uh, <laughs> right? I, I mean, I'm well, tangential to the camera work. Anytime we were floating above the city or anything. That was really pretty. <laughs> I was like, oh. it is really pretty. Yeah. Like he, he Parts regularly yeah. drifts over rooms and stuff yeah. like from room to room and he cuts through time and like, yeah. he does awesome stuff, yeah, stuff that cool. every film student in the world immediately gets erect for, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, this yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Like, and it is, uh-huh. it is incredible. Right. He's not an experimental film. Like he, filmmaker in the sense that he doesn't know how to make a cool image. Yeah. Right. He absolutely yes. knows how to make a cool image. Yes. He's very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's experimental because he's pushing the narrative and what we're looking at mm-hmm. beyond what any of us would want to see. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And I think yeah. actually, I think maybe that's my big objection to the film mm-hmm. is that, that don't. I don't want to see some of the stuff that he makes me look at. Yeah. And I don't think it's good that he made me look at it. Ultimately, right. I don't feel enlightened when I watch this. That's right. Yeah. I don't feel challenged or like, oh, yeah, I, yes. I, instead it feels like you, it's still, it feels like we're wallowing in stuff. Right. That's interesting. You know, because I think, I think forcing someone to look at it, I think maybe from his perspective, it would be challenging. But as the viewer, I did not. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I don't. I'll give you some examples. Uh So there are multiple zoom ins to an aborted fetus. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. None of them meant anything. Yeah. I would say Uh, they didn't feel like that meant much. I think he just is like, what's the worst thing I can do? Right. That's the worst thing I can do. Right. Oh, and all my movies about life and death. So. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to whir into a dead fetus. Then he's got the the film ends with a series of sex scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all done in this very, like, there's no glamor to it. It's Mm -hmm. all very like robotic in a way. And, but, but also real, like they felt more like real sex scenes than a lot of sex scenes do. Yeah. Um, And it's all very voyeuristic because it's very like, you know, mirror cam, if Mm -hmm. you will. And then we end on, as I said, we're having sex with a sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to inside her body, in her vagina, looking at a penis thrusting at us in a way that's like, yeah. I get it. I get how that's right. an idea. I get what the idea is. Why do I need it? Yeah. What does it say that I didn't get from inference? Right. You know? And that also feels like such a, like... It's just repugnant, you know? Right, right. Um, I, I, as a person who doesn't have a vagina, maybe he is, like, more interested in that. But it's like, if anyone that has one looks at it, it's like, why don't we do what? what what's the artistic value of it is yes, the question. Your, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not, again, I'm not censoring him. It's not that right. I think it's morally reprehensible. It's that, it's that I don't want to be there. Yeah. I don't, and I don't see... 
I don't, I don't feel the feelings of like, wow, that we're getting from it. Instead, mm-hmm. what it seems to do is I just feel like I'm being poked at. And I mean that mm-hmm. like physically <laughs> and metaphorically, I feel yeah. like I'm being jabbed a little bit Yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way that's like, I understand how sex works. <laughs> yeah, yes. you know, I've seen the, I've seen it. I've, seen uh, it. I've, I've been educated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to sex I've read paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen other films that depicted the, the acts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, and like, okay, I understand we've never had a camera here, maybe, um, uh, but so, but so, like, what did we, what do we gain from it? I don't uh, know. Like, women have to have cameras shoved up there quite a few often times, so, right? So you may actually have a more visceral experience of that. Yeah, actually. Well, yeah. Well, not even well, almost like mundane in a way. Interesting. Because I'm like, right? It actually is kind of yeah, mundane. It's super, that's what it actually was yeah. weird because I was like, yeah, and. Well, and then so, and I, I, again, I'm not trying to be crass. This is no, literally no, what no. happened. Yeah. So then like the dick, uh, like then you, there's literally semen shot at the camera Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the semen, like a river sort of forces the camera down the vaginal canal yeah. into a, you know, then cut to a, a black void, <laughs> obviously, you know, like that's the metaphor. It just seems so heavy handed to yeah. me. Yeah. And also um, like a kind of like weirdly fetishistic, like, no, not a little. A bit, yeah. An ovary is not a black void. Like a, a man. Hello. I don't know. That's what I, he thinks. I know. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't, I see like, I think a lot of other filmmakers have worse points of view than he does about stuff. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't feel it. I didn't feel like this was terrifically misogynistic per se. I don't think so either. It was just more, I think what you're, what you were saying, it was just like, it wasn't, it didn't feel like he was doing that to be like, uh, like the mystical womanhood that I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was also like, yeah, it just felt re- it felt really mundane and very much like, yep, that's how. That's what that would look that's like. What that if would you look put like. a camera there, that's the body parts that are there. Right. It, also, he does that shot again in his next film, which does his he? next film is extraordinarily graphic. I didn't watch it. It's called it. Love, uh, and it's. It's just about a threesome and it goes on and on and on and on. Well, and I say this because uh like, so the next shots in it, I say this because he, you know, he wants to do certain Mm -hmm. things. He Mm -hmm. wants to watch sex. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants to make films about. Right. Um, sometimes the narrative is not even that important. Mm -hmm. And I can, I, this is one of those, like, there's a reason why there's a difference between pornography and what he's doing, Mm -hmm. because I don't think that he is trying to be erotic with his sex. Right. I think he's more interested in it. I guess a little mechanically and sometimes emotionally. Cut the same way that, oh, I mean, similar to how he depicted the drugs, although less fun. I thought the somehow. drugs were more fun. The drugs were more fun. Way more fun. That's the other thing. And it's, creative. Yes, and creative. Actually. And people do enjoy sex. The idea <laughs> of the vaginas glowing in the last sex montage. Yeah. Like was the first fusion yes. of this drug and sex obsession right that felt like we were going somewhere with it yeah you know yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we did we did right. go somewhere mm-hmm. like if somebody who's probably listening to this podcast who really likes the film mm-hmm. is probably like very upset with us because <laughs> yeah, we probably. seem very um we seem like we don't get it uh-huh. like i do think that if you mapped out all the images and what they mean mm-hmm. that you would you would say there's a lot of meaning here right. and it, the fact that it's unpleasant is how life is. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I agree with that, which is why I set up top. Mm-hmm. This deserves to exist. Right, right, right. But, um, I mean, you know, I still come at movies as 
they should be entertaining. Uh, mm-hmm. Even experimental films should be entertaining if they can be. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be, but they right. should be. This didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also think sometimes making a point doesn't make it like if I already would have intuited it from the rest of what you did, mm-hmm. I don't need more of it because I get it already. Yeah. That's really it. It's yeah. like it feels redundant. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. That's how I felt about it this uh-huh. time. Yeah. yeah. It's one of a kind. You'll never see in the movie yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to add anything else to that? Is, or that's right. Have well, we, I was have, like, we, have we blacked out into the oblivion? We're in the yeah. void. Yeah. We're up in the ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, let's move on to our next. <laughs> let's move on to our next. Planting ourselves into the vaginal wall. <laughs> I guess I, we're running down the river of I semen. Guess that's why I, the, yeah. my my uh, my science brain w- was on. I was just like, yeah. It did. It almost. It almost felt like what you would think a Discovery Channel yes, yes documentary yes, would be if yes, they were doing sex ed. Yes. It almost did feel it like did, that. Yes. Um, yeah, which uh, yeah, which does make sense for what he's doing because uh-huh. he's he's. It's almost like he's artistically rendering the process of death to death back to life. Right, right. You know, but uh-huh. then but then there's a few things like no, right. The incest is one of them. Yeah, the, the incest. What does that do with subtracts. death or life? Or I mean, I get for. Well, I, I mean, because so this is this is some of my theory here on this, right? Uh-huh, he goes right. to great pains to connect breastfeeding and uh-huh. sexuality, yeah, and birth and de- like he mm-hmm. like he's really trying to make those really? two things match up. Yes, yes. Like there's a literal n- nipple montage, yeah, that is cutting from sexualized nipples to him uh, him as a baby uh-huh. nursing at his mother's. Right. Breast. Very Freudian. Uh, thank you very much. Well, that's the, that's what's weird about it is yeah. because he adds the incest in there. It feels also like, oh, so you wanted to have sex with your mother too. Right. That's it doesn't, it doesn't cross the other way where it makes, mm-hmm. where it makes us think about, oh, look at these processes reduced to their obvious right. minimums. Right. It's like, no, I think no, you kind of want to have sex with your mom, bro. Right. That's where uh, the, my, the thing about this movie that, it just like flipping from a very personal specific experience versus then universal, but then back to this very specific experience, then back to commenting on universe. Yeah. He switches, he switches what point of view he wants the movie to be from a lot, never from camera, right? but from what the camera does. Yeah. Which I don't have a problem with, but, those are two very different things. Like, yeah. does this guy want to fuck her mother or is like life and death the same? Like, right. And, and which, and, which thing are you trying to say? Right. Or is it both? Or is it both? Or is it, yeah. which one's more important to you? I don't know. Yeah. It was really hard to delineate the statements, I think. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I get it. Like that's art, that's art right, film. Right, right, right. But it would have been more fun for us. I think if it, they had been delineated more clearly. Right. Cause then I could be like, Oh, that's this, this guy wants to fuck his mother. And also have you thought about life and death? But it felt just like t- we were, we were just sort of drifting between ideas. Yeah. Um, he also decided at some point that the French friend who like just felt like, just, you know, if you had to cast Dirtbag, yeah. like what does that character look like? Uh-huh. This guy is the guy you cast for that. Who was He was fine. But yeah. then they decided, boy, we really need him and the sister to get together. That's the that's the creme de la creme yeah. ending. Didn't, and I'm like, no, no, didn't care for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't no. need it. 
That doesn't feel cathartic to no. me. Um, anyway, this anyway. was also Paz de la Huerta's biggest role for a while ah. uh, before Boardwalk Empire. Okay. Yeah. I mention it because she was uh, one of the big uh, figures in Me Too. That's right. Early, early That's in right. the Me Too story, mm-hmm. which happened mm-hmm. a few years after this. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see. She didn't mention anything having to do with this film. Right. You know, um, and I guess I'm, I guess what I'm getting at there is she is very, she, she has been abused, but this film didn't seem to be a place where she felt like she had been abused. Yeah, no. That's cool. I mean, there are, you can make a film like this and never have your right. actors feel, because it is, right. you're pretending, it, it, you know, there's a fake. Right, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought Which that was, cool. I thought that bear mentioning. Yeah. And. Um, Freedom for all you wonderful directors out there to make weird art as long as the as long sets as everyone's are safe. Agreed to yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Everyone's agreed to it and it's being mm-hmm. done in a conscious way. Um, okay, are we ready to move on to Maggie's <laughs> film, which at the very least is more entertaining. <gasps> oh my God. No, no arguing, it is more entertaining. Wow. Uh, do you want to thank a few producers first? Yeah. Just to keep them, just to keep them on their just, toes? Uh, who, uh, who, uh, yeah, I believe we thanked your favorite last time, so we'll begin by... <laughs> Yeah. So we begin by thanking Nate. Thank you, Nate. Thanks to Adam Duncan. Thank you, Adam Duncan. Thanks to Brain and a slightly larger than average jar. Wow. Thank you, Brain and a slightly larger than average jar. What a wink of a name. I know. I keep liking it. I know. Great name. Thanks to Sarah Sexton. Thank you, Sarah. Just high five expert. Yeah. Like she could teach classes on high fiving. Oh, do you ever like have like just feel a perfect high five and your hand just tingles in the perfect way. It like doesn't hurt, but it feels like something momentous. Yeah. 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 Like electric. It was like a thunderclap. (laughs) Have you ever been body gloved? No. Okay. What's that? Well, body glove used to be a style of shirt probably before you were born, I'm guessing. Uh, and what you would do, it was basically a hand that was called body glove. It was a hand logo. Uh What people would do is go body glove and then slap their friend very hard in the back Ah! in the shape of the body glove logo. Ah! That happened a lot when I was a kid. (laughs) Sarah Sexton would also be good at that. (laughs) Okay. Thanks to Timothy Schreiner. Thank you, Timothy. Thanks to Nikolai Glecker. Nikolai Glecker. Have we ever talked about how he manufactures guns? No. Glecker the Glockmaker. I was going to say. Yeah. Glecker the Glockmaker. Checks out. I also am just really into like puns today, I guess. (laughs) Like verbal (laughs) alliteration. Thanks to Aaron Signs. Thank you, Aaron. Signs? Correct us, I please. So. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Shoot us please an email. Forgive me, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, thanks to Cake Meister. Thank you, Cake Meister. <laughs> thanks to Jesse Clay. Jesse Clay. Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping the tradition alive. Oh, my goodness. Right? People walk across the earth to be trained by her, and she says, no. Yeah, but she, and she's a Ronin, or he, yeah. he or yeah, she's a Ronin. Yeah. Has no master. Has no master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, never bows. No. She crosses you in the street. You bow. Yeah. yeah, Or you're gone. You're gone. You never see it again. (laughs) Okay. That's enough for now. Great. Uh, Do you want to talk about, do you want to set up for us 2003's Dreamcatcher? You know, when I was watching this movie. What a fucking movie. What a a movie. Fucking. I. I couldn't believe this. Written by yeah, man. I know. I mean, uh, I, wait, no. Say who it was written by. Uh, uh, you texted me this with I outrage, did. and it was your pick, it's which made pick. me thrilled. This, it was. It was. Go ahead. I don't want to rob you of this. No, no, no. I just want to make sure I got the names right. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Lawrence Kasdan and William Goldman. Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote a little-known film called Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> <laughs> and William Goldman <laughs> wrote this film. 
They couldn't have written this. There's no way. But they wrote they a draft did. somewhere. No. I watched the behind the scenes because I had to. I please inform me about the behind the scenes. Yeah, I got. I got no answers. I only got more questions. Uh, there are interviews with the cast who see uh seem to be laughing at the script. Half the actors are laughing at the script. The other actors are during taking it shooting? very seriously. Yes, during, during the shooting. Yeah. During the shooting. Are Morgan, Morgan Freeman's eyebrows in the script? Oh, I mean, they, they must be. <laughs> they're, uh, they're their own characters. <laughs> Dude, they are... <laughs> They gave him like a military haircut and eyebrows that looked like they could have been like they could have been stretched up to his hairline. <laughs> They're unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're unbelievable. I read an interview about the eyebrows because oh, really? I needed to know. I needed to know. I was yeah. like, who did it? Who did Somebody it? asked Morgan Freeman about it on uh-huh. the press tour. Right. He was like, every con- every decision was considered. <laughs> Are they sure though? Because it certainly didn't look like any decision was considered. I'm just no saying decisions. it didn't happen by accident. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This movie could only happen by accident. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's a gift to all of us. It's a gift to all of us. <laughs> Wait, let's recap it okay, first. What I'm going to recap it, it Thank you. Uh, as best I can. I will say, though, as I was watching it, I turned to Will and I was like, I don't, I, can, I can't recap this movie. This movie defies comprehension. <laughs> it, 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 it rejects all forms of narrative analysis. Yes. Like, we're going to bounce off this movie like it's a trampoline yes. every time we approach explaining it. Yes, I, I will pull in the info that I discovered behind the scenes because it is the only pieces that I could add to help explain this movie. Um, so it is based off of a Stephen King book called Dreamcatcher that Stephen King wrote when he was deep in his drug addiction. Yeah, he said Oxycontin had, yes. had a lot to do with it. He's written this movie and book off. Yes, 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 the yes. The book he's the, written off. Yes, the book. Uh, That's he, astounding. He does, yes. Um, uh, so I, I, at one point, Steven Spielberg was attached to direct this. This is why <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy is still the producer on it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. Stephen King himself said it was a terrible book. I don't... I, was everything that's in the movie in the book? Okay, so here's what I found out. Uh, Sorry, so, you know, we're cheating. No, I'm going to come back to this question. Let's okay, actually we'll recap back. the okay, movie. I'll actually Let's recap, recap the movie. It. Thank you. Okay, it is about four friends who grew up in Derry. The Derry that we all know from the Stephen King universe. This magic little town, whatever. With all these like, pixie little boys, I guess. Uh, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about them reconnecting years later uh, on this camping trip where they're out in the wilderness uh, in a middle of a snowstorm. Yep. They have a friend that is not with them at this camp outing. Yeah, weirdly not invited to the weirdly camp. Weirdly not invited to yeah, the camp. But lives nearby. But lives nearby. Uh, and we can only assume it is because this friend of theirs uh, is developmentally disabled. And so they just exclude him for yeah, all the friend events. Just seems like I maybe guess. be a bummer. Like that might be it. So in their defense, we find out about in Act Three that he has cancer. Yes. So maybe he's too sick, and we right. never see that conversation. And is also an alien. I'm skipping ahead, <laughs> but he's also an alien. So, Maggie, what are you doing, bro? I, 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 I'm descri- I'm describing. Me des- describing it is the feeling watching it. I, I've decided that I'm going to keep the line from Top Gun: "You're too loose, Cougar," for all <laughs> podcasts because I love that line so much. 
And we need it for podcasts. You're a little too loose, Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go order, like, in the order of events. Okay, so they show up at their cabin. Yeah. Uh... Everything goes off without a hitch. The opening of every character, though, every it's a character, little montage. Yeah, yeah. there's a little, mo- little montage. We we are introduced to each of the boys, and they all have a little like premonition. And the camera zooms in, and he goes, "I don't know how I know that." And then it cuts to the next character. They seem to know that they have telepathic powers. Yes. And we find out they've they've had this since they were children. Yes. They, they have psychic Given to like, them by their friend that psychic they powers, don't basically. invite to the parties. Yes. Yeah. Did it actually make it clear that he gave them yeah. to him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, uh, okay. Alien gifts from Alien Boy. Yeah. When do we know that for sure? When do we not find that the, out? All, not all the way until like the very end. There was an, a flashback for no reason because we've already seen multiple flashbacks. Yeah. Where suddenly they're explaining like, wow, ever since that day with Duddits, we've had this telecommunication okay. power. Okay. Thanks, Duddits. Okay. We'll never invite you to any social event ever so again. A, I love that you're harping on that. I know. It's a great thing to, yeah. This is the third time I've seen this movie, so. Why have you seen it more than, what? I don't know what you're doing, man. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. When I am presented with something this... Uh, bizarre. You're drawn How to this. How can you not You're look away? It's like finding a new planet. I need to come back to you. Yeah, I, yeah. I need to come back to I, this question matters more than anything yeah, else yeah, in the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So I want to come back to it later. We're coming back. All right. Okay. So, so they, they're at this cabin. Yeah, they're at this cabin. We've established that, you know, there's there, there maybe something's a little magic. It's a little magic boys. Yeah, they're um, magic boys. They're magic That's boys. right. Uh, someone knocks on their door. I forgot how the old guy gets there. And he's got these stomach pains. It seems like they're all sort of like, like, there's actually some time lapsing here. Yeah. So, like, first we meet there's them. There's time lapse and time jumps. And uh, right, yes. yeah, it's hard to know when we are mm-hmm. for a while in this film. <laughs> there's an accident that seems like it should have killed Damian Lewis's character. Oh my god! Yes. Right up top. Yes, he gets like he gets annihilated n- by annihilated a car. Annihilated yeah. by the car. Cut to next scene. He's, he's just having fine normal conversation with some hip problems with his friend, and he's just like, yeah. well. You know that I had that accident six a couple, months ago. Six months yeah. ago, and your brain is already misfiring. Yeah, you're, like, yeah, you're already having some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they sort of discuss the idea that they're kind of forgetting things because mm. their mem- their memory castles, uh, which turns out to be a place where the, you can be imprisoned. Where they uh, and and, and, they, and again not to cut ahead, but the, but they 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 depict the memory castle. As if the actor is walking around a library. It's like an old office with full of boxes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. A, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's a place that they end up being stuck in later in the film. Yes. When the film decides that it wants to make a golem out of this character. Yes. So we're gonna come back to that. Yeah, Do you mind? Can I help you? Can I help you? Please. I'm sorry. Forgive me. No, no. I'm just trying to get this done. <laughs> So We've been an hour and 15 minutes into this podcast and we haven't the, summarized it. The old it. man show, shows up to the cabin yeah. com- complaining of stomach pains. I'm trying to get to the aliens because that is the next what the fuck plot point. So this man shows up at the cabin. He's got stomach pains and all these guys are like, yeah, come on in. Hang whatever. out, bro. Hang out, bro. And yeah. this guy starts just farting. <laughs> And they're laughing about it, but also apparently it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> like apparently the man ate a skunk or something. The, the movie hasn't decided whether this is funny or, like or whether it's like you have disturbing. a medical problem, yeah. sir. 
And I think we ended up settling on medical problem. <laughs> we ended up settling on funny medical problem. Yes. Right? Yes. So then eventually, I mean, what we haven't said yet is this is on a separate trip to the cabin. Where a year has passed between trips. So I need to get my shit together. I need to get... I'm not cutting this. I don't give a shit. No, no, no. So a year has passed between trips when Damian Lewis got his legs blown off by a car. And, um, and so they're all trying to get back to this Again, no Duddits. Duddits is still left behind. God, I didn't think I'd laugh so hard at this movie. <laughs> They're trying to get back to the cabin, so they've split into teams. Where <laughs> they're both trying to get back to it. Yeah. One team gets farter McDead boy. <laughs> yeah. the, other, the other team <laughs> intercepts another sick woman who's dead in the ice for no reason. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Like, she's planted there like she's a like she's a nail in the ground. Yes. <laughs> they run into her, mm-hmm. derailing their like getting their car thrown off. They have a car accident, basically. Yeah, yeah another one. Uh, separate. <laughs> <laughs> separate car accident. Thank you. <laughs> So There's a lot now, of action in this now we're intercutting between these two yes. sequences uh-huh, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. the farter <laughs> basically gives shit birth to an alien. <laughs> he shits an alien out of, out of his stomach. He poops alien, an alien is a poop snake. <laughs> and it is snake. And they are like two worm stomach worm. The alien aliens. has a, an insane mouth, like just a horrifying Vagi- mouth. Vagina, vagina mouth, like, yeah, yeah, vagina yeah. mouth and teeth. With teeth. It's a teeth. It's literally a toothed vagina on a poop. That's, yes. what, that's what this thing is. That is what it is. And it's the color of poop. They got to Yeah, they didn't even try to like obfuscate it all. <laughs> could have made it yellow. Could have done anything. They, they didn't do any of that. No, they could have no. made it white. Uh, like not, it blends I'm, it with snow. Why not? Yeah. Didn't do that. No, no man, it came from where it came from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, so this snake, <laughs> this poop snake kills Jason Lee, and we're all kind of sad because yeah. he was the funniest part yeah, of the movie. One, one of yeah. the main characters is dead. One of the one of yeah. the dairy boys. Yeah, just and then, annihilated. And then it basically, it I don't remember exactly how, but it takes over Damian Lewis's character. Yeah, and Damian Lewis becomes the worst golem you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> He's switching between people. Like, so the snake has a personality. Yes. He, he's switching between yes. people. He gets trapped in his mind palace. Yes. And him, the American boy from Derry, is trapped in the mind palace. Him, the Brit, the proper British Englishman. Why is it English? Why is it a British poop snake? Okay, so. Why? One of the explanations from uh, Lawrence Kasdan is, you know, we wanted to make uh, we wanted to make it, you know, just pure performance, um, you know, when he is uh, the one character versus when he you said is pure the performance, a- pure performance. What? What? Dude, this guy made it like this guy what? wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Like, I don't understand, man. I don't think this doesn't make sense. Like, I want you to, like, can we just briefly, I guess, well, take no, a time no. out from this? Okay, time out. I was going to say, his... we haven't even gotten to the 9 11 subtext yet. Oh my God, man. We, we like, haven't even gotten to Morgan Freeman's eyebrows. This is going to be a two hour podcast. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't care. It's Freeman Catcher. I don't, I don't know what it we're going to do. It needs to be examined. So I, I need you to, I need you to hear the list of movies this guy's oh, made. Yes. You can't believe it. This, no. The director and writer of this movie made. I mean, some real bangers. Like he's yes, most of his cur- most yes. of his movies. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him up while you continue recapping. Okay, good. 
Uh, okay, so um, uh, what Adam was leading to next is that after we have a split personality golem uh, alien man. Damien Lewis has the most impossible job in the world. I, like, I, how can you act? Like, How can you? How it's can cle- you? They clearly were inspired by Gollum, and I'm not saying yes. that. Like, that's clearly right. what this is. Yes. They did a much worse job. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't even read. Orders it, of magnitude worse. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is the director of Body Heat. Great film. Great film. Big Chill. Great film. Oh, my film. God. Silverado. Pretty good. Yeah. Accidental Tourist. Pretty good. Um, I Love You to Death. Grand Canyon. The Wyatt Herb direct film. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, French Kiss. Mumford. Okay. Those mm-hmm. are. A lot of those are pretty good films. Mm-hmm. And then Dreamcatcher. And he didn't make a film for like 10 years after that. <laughs> <laughs> he really took a he took a long really? break. He took a long break. Uh, William Goldman also uh, 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 Princess Bride. Um, yeah, William Goldman yes! is actually the biggest star yes! in this. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Butch Kid. Butch Cassidy. Ever this... heard of it? Uh, yeah, man. I, 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 he, he, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, okay, maybe we don't need to recap the whole thing. I don't know. What are well, we going to well, do here? All to say is that I just want to add, uh, and eventually the the fourth what the fuck moment is that. Uh, the the American government knows obviously that this is all going on. Right, they, they know about the aliens. It's old news. The shit aliens. They've known about it for years. Right, it's a whole and men in like black situation. Mostly not worried about it because most people are not affected by the alien. Right, is is a theory that's posited by Tom Sizemore's character. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. but he says it to Morgan Freeman's character, whose name is Colonel Curtis. <laughs> yeah. But it's clearly Colonel Kurtz. Yes. Like he's clearly, yes. clearly Apocalypse Now. Yes. Like, yes. Yes, th- yes. Like yes. Heart of Darkness. Like right. That's what we're doing here. He's Even an unhinged he maniac. Says, though, like he's, there's no subtext. He is like, well, I, you know, some people think that we should care about consequences. I'm not one of those people. Right. And he like drops a bunch of bombs. He may as well have said like, you've come here like an errand boy with a glossier click. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, he may yeah, as well yeah. have said all that. Right. It's really bad. It's so bad. It's really bad. He ends up, I'm just, I think we can skip to this yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends up piloting a helicopter yeah. and trying to destroy them with missiles from yeah, that helicopter. From a helicopter. And getting rocket launched to yeah. death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Uh, but turns out twist. The poop alien, he's only afraid of one man. And that's their friend that they keep leaving behind. Who happens to live nearby. Who happens to live nearby. Dying of cancer. Dying of cancer that they haven't talked to or seen in a while or have talked to. They might have, but but there's so much time lapsing. Who can tell when anything happens? Who can tell? Um, So anyways, uh, uh, he ends up showing up. They think that he dies when the monster metamorphosizes right. into played by Donnie Wahlberg, by the way. Okay, great. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah. That is yeah. who that is. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He's yeah. Cause he doesn't. Okay. Interesting. Yep. So, um, there's a behind the scenes where he breaks the poop character. Alien metamorphosizes <laughs> into a larger creature that feels <sighs> like a really bad Mars attacks kind yeah. of creature or something. Yeah. Um, or like yeah. something from men in black. I want to say, yes, you know? Yeah. Um, and, Tries to kill Duddit, mm-hmm. which is the name of this uh, mentally challenged figure who gave mm-hmm. them telepathic powers, but only to reveal he's a different kind of alien that's a good alien. Yeah. And they have yeah. a fight to the death where he, Icarus, explodes th- the bad alien. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, is there that, more? No, that that that, that is mm. it. Yeah, Jason Lee remains dead, though. Yeah, yeah, dead. Yeah. in the first. In, I was really the, hoping I, we were going to get some mall rats he's, out of him. <laughs> I was really hoping for he's that. He's the one that in the behind the scenes interview, he is barely holding back a smirk. As I mean, that's he who is, he is. I know, but yeah, but also I. I loved him in it. this movie because I was like, actually, he might be the only one that's in the right movie. I was like, yes, yeah. yes, he he got it. No one else. The director. Uh, yeah, I think he under that. Yeah, he was in a Kevin Smith movie, and it completely yeah. made sense. Yeah, uh, no one else was. No one else. Was. He also did not feel like he would be friends with any of those guys. I know. Uh, yeah. It's like not only Timothy Oliphant and uh, Damian Lewis would be pals. No. Jason Lee, I don't see that. No. Um, I'm sorry it took us 15 minutes to recap this film. <laughs> I'm it's not, so, so funny. It, it's. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. It's also trigger warning. Very ableist. It is. That's true. So like, and uh, Stephen King has had trouble with that in the past. I think this is probably this is a worse example I have maybe ever seen. I can't believe anyone ever said, <gasps> "Let's do this movie." Yes, I know. You, what you is it offering? You what can't it believe it. You can't Why? believe it. Yeah. It's- it blows your mind. It blows your mind. It, it is, it is a mind-blowing mind film. And for that, it is a, a roller coaster of a time. Like I gotta tell you, bad movies make me frustrated most of the time. Yeah. I don't like watching them. Yeah. Um, because it's like I, you know, I want to make movies. I don't like right, this. This makes right. me mad. Um this movie was so bad it was hilarious. Yeah. And it it actually stopped me from from not watching it. Normally I don't watch it. Yeah. I just kind of like, yeah, I'm on the computer. Sure, uh-huh. sure, sure. Yeah. This movie was so bad I had to watch it. <laughs> yeah. It was like I couldn't I couldn't stop looking at it. I, I was like I was like, what what is happening, man? Like I'm talking about Dave and I have watched trash. True, right. true you are, pure you are no trash. Stranger too. This is more incoherent than anything I've ever seen. And I've watched all the blood rains, man. Wow. This was more incoherent than that. Yes. Yeah. Made more by, incoherent. Uh, like certifiable t- t- Titans. Of their field. And I guess it was bad enough that it stopped one of their careers for. He's still uh, making stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when William Goldman has passed on, mm-hmm. sadly, but like, I can't believe it. I, I, like, I can't you can't it. figure out how or no. why or like. And the thing about this is also, I don't know if you remember, how, I would, you worked at a video store. I remember I seeing the case of this for just it. like years. Yeah. And like I never picked it up because also I wasn't into horror movies and, and it just the cover was like, oh, Stephen King. This is just, you know, like a creepy dream Another movie. Another King flick. Yeah. It's none of that. It's well, not all this stuff adapts, man. Like I think, I think Hollywood yeah. kind of finally figured that out. Yeah. Uh, but why this would you even try this? Well, because everything he made was, he shit gold for so yeah, long. Yeah, that's true. Like, and even his weird offbeat stuff. Yeah. It was like, like Shawshank Redemption's an offbeat story of sure. his. Green Mile is an offbeat story of his. Yeah. You know, like he, he, yeah. he just was, he was, he was gold, certified Hollywood gold. I think this movie disabused us of that notion. Um, Again, in the behind the scenes, uh, Lawrence Kasdan said that William Goldman had done a draft and Lawrence Kasdan did the second draft and added back in some things that were in the book that William Goldman didn't think that there was enough time or space for. And he was right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what oh they my were. God. He was right. He was, there's five movies in this movie. 
And none of them it's, are. It's three conflicts at least. <laughs> There's, there's the conflict between the friends that we never really resolve. No. There's the alien story. Yes. And then there's... Uh, they just the, blow up. And that's like the end of that. And then there's the... And it sort of intersects. Right. There's the, the mind palace being trapped thing. Right. Like that's a whole like separate powers, horror movie. Which yeah. seem... Yeah. They differentiate that from like the in, yeah. into your friend group. Plus there's the military conflict. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's wild, man. <laughs> it's wild. It's really wild. Uh, like I feel like I almost kind of wish that Dave and I had gotten a hold of this and done a whole series on it. It's that bad. It's I, it's I'm, I I I can't believe that people aren't talking about this movie all of the time. Like it, it defies yeah. it defies everything that you that someone needs a recognizable thing to be in a movie. So Maggie and I Maggie <laughs> and I have been busy enough in the last month or two that like. We don't we don't have quite as much like I'll text and we'll get into a chat. Uh-huh. This movie got us all the way back to oh that. Oh my god! Like and it on two separate occasions. Yeah. I was texting you like, "What is this, Maggie?" And <laughs> yeah. she was responding. And then like a few days later, I was like, "Dreamcatcher!" Oh my god, oh Dreamcatcher, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. It's it's uh, it's, it's something. Fever dream. That's what yeah. I, I mean. I was like, you nailed it. It really because like. Again, like I've had fever dreams. Have you ever had a fever dream? Uh, you ever been sick and had a dream and remembered it? I remember most of my dreams, but okay. I'm sure I've, I've had bananas dreams like this. Yeah. Like where there is a kind of logic to it, yeah. but man, and it's very vivid and yes. like very distressed. Yes. And very like high stakes. Yes. Like stakes up here. Yeah. This really captures that. Mm-hmm. If it, I only wish it was intentional. I know. I think After the Void does too. But, yeah. Yes. But m- more accurately, Dreamcatcher does. <laughs> It's early, yeah. It's wild. It's. Ugh. I think we just got to thank Anyways. some producers, man. I don't know. Yeah, there's there. Uh, we'll end it like the movie does, and just, just like, like just stop, just, just stop, just stop. stop and doing oh my it. god, like the scene can like the credits start rolling, and then it cuts back to then like ah, ah, like goofing off in the cabin. Right. It's like this wasn't weird or not fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Do you understand? What? Like. Wait a what? minute. Jason Lee died by poop demon. Yes, like, what happened yes, here? He died. <laughs> if it had been self-aware, probably the best movie ever. Yeah, none of the self-aware ones ever no. do that well, though, man. No. They never do it. Anyway, thanks to Sean anyway, Bibinet. Sean Bibinet. <laughs> thanks to Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks to Joel Harper. Thank you, Joel. Sea Captain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks to Garrett Cooper. Thank you, Garrett. Thanks to Benjamin Egan. Thanks, Benjamin. I always think of, like, for whatever reason, with Benjamin Egan, I think of him as, like, working at a wand store or something. Like, oh. from, like I think of him yeah. like the wand guy from yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. not specifically that franchise. Right. I understand he ha- he doesn't he doesn't uh, uh-huh. truck. He yeah, doesn't yeah, truck yeah. with Harry Potter anymore. Right, right, right. But, but you know. You know, he'll pass out yeah. sticks. Yeah. <laughs> He's passing out sticks mm-hmm. at a store. Buy yeah, a stick from Benjamin Egan. Why not? Upwards of $20. At least. Thanks to Christopher Quattroche. The Thank assistant you, at the stick store. Ah, yes, it is. You can't run a stick My store by yourself. My assistant will uh, ring you out. We'll find you that fine cedar, <laughs> sir. Christopher Quattrocci, I don't know. Give them pine. <laughs> We're out of cedar, We're Mr. Egan. Thanks to Christina Ruiz, a.k.a. Breezy. Thank you, Breezy. Thanks to Kyle Schrotel. Thank you, Kyle. I don't know why, but I feel like in my brain, the image of him making hammers. <laughs> I don't know why. That's funny. I don't even know how hammers get made. With another hammer. Oh my God. It's like hammer inception. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a How did the first hammer. hammer get made? Nobody knows. It's no like, one knows. It's like yeast in a dough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like sourdough. Exactly. Like the yeah, starter yeah, hammer. Yeah, there yeah. is no starter Wee. hammer. <laughs>
anyway, mm. that's what he's doing in this bit. Thanks mm-hmm. to Faye in a way. Thanks, Faye. Thanks to Daniel Christensen. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you to Taylor Carriage. Thank you, Taylor. Pilot. Ooh. Pilot in that helicopter. I'd, After Morgan Freeman died, they needed a, a new smooth one. Ride. Yeah. yeah. She's missled uh, a colleague to death from a helicopter. Uh, An alien colleague. An alien colleague, yeah. The good ones, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Thanks to Adam and Tanium Jello. Thank you, Adam. And thank you to Maggie's second favorite. Second favorite. Hey, Ruff. (laughs) You love him. Yeah. You love him so much. Great name. That's an incredible name. Like, you can't fix it. No. I can't even broken. come up with a story for it. Yeah, exactly. I can't even come up with a story for it. It's like, bro, your name is a fount of stories. Live long and prosper. It's all stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your name is like, you know, the Pandora's box of narrative. Uh, uh, anyway. Wow, well, what a fever dream of a podcast this was. Yeah, I'm really sorry to all of you who had to listen to us not tell the story for 10 minutes. Uh, I'm really uh, happy that you were all given the gift. That is. Dream, <laughs> dream catcher is unbelievable. Un. Like we really couldn't do it. Like, no. we, like we really failed to. We, we did a bad uh, job it, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> we did yeah, a bad yeah. job. As did Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Like like normally we could like get our hands around it, man. That thing that thing slipped out of our hands like a it like, asked like an that of us. <laughs> It ripped out our soul. <laughs> yeah. Slipped right out of our hands. We both cried a little bit. <laughs> We were crying. We were crying. We were like, like laughing so hard. We never do that. No. We're usually professionals. Anyway, we don't deserve this podcast. We don't deserve it. But if you liked it, you're in the right place. You know, hey, feel free to show up to the show me tier and we'll, we'll be better next time. And if you really liked it, keep your eyes peeled because we're going to do more fever dream inducing films mm. from one of our favorite experimental filmmakers. We can call him that, right? Yeah. David Lynch. Absolutely. Uh, in a podcast coming to an internet near you. You'll love it. Keep your keep your eyes peeled mm. for the sounds. <laughs> Listen, look for the sounds. Look for the sounds. Okay, bye. <laughs> this has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!